those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Kristen, and i'm here with Paige and our eighth mama guest melissa sleater who is the mother of a five-year-old alopecia named charlie melissa has been truly incredible at spreading awareness and normalizing alopecia via social media and outside of that as well so welcome melissa and thank you so much for being our eighth guest on this series hi guys thanks for having me oh my gosh eight guests that's pretty incredible yeah, eight moms. Yeah, eight yep. moms. That's awesome. Yep. Absolutely. Before this, we just had a bunch of people on to tell their stories, and now this is this is our mom series because we were like, we gotta have the moms on because moms know, especially with little ones, because you are kind of your daughter's voice or your son's yeah. voice. So it's like they don't know how to process it when they're little, and you're kind of going through the emotions by yourself. So um, welcome. We're excited to hear all about you and Charlie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's great. I mean, like, I actually get messages all the time from other moms asking for advice. So like being able to hear eight different perspectives is really, really cool. So. Absolutely. It's been different every time too. like, oh, oh okay, awesome. Yeah, the experiences, the stories, just everything, like even little stories that it's like an experience that we haven't heard even that that mom and the kid went through. So so it's really cool to just hear everybody's perspective. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it myself. That'll yeah. be really cool. Yeah, cool. So just start us off talking about Charlie and how old she is and when she was diagnosed with alopecia. Yeah, so Charlie now is five. She'll correct me and say she's five and a half, so I guess I should get it right. She's five and a half now. She started losing her hair like around six months. You know, looking back on it now, it's kind of that typical like round patches. And at that time, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was because we swaddled her and when she was laying in her crib, she would do that, you know, thing with her head where she would just keep swiping her head on her crib. So we thought it was just from that. But then she started losing even bigger chunks of hair. And then I think the time when we realized like, okay, this isn't just from her swaddle is when she started to lose her eyelashes and her eyebrows. And then at that point, we're like, we probably should take her into the doctor to make sure everything, you know, is fine. So my husband was actually the one that took her. I was working, I believe. So I wasn't able to go. And she was at her, I think, one year appointment. And I just remember him coming home with like, you know, when they discharge you with paperwork or whatever. And it says like, you were seen for this. I remember pretty distinctly him coming home with that. And he's saying, yeah, she does have alopecia. And he and I knew of alopecia. We're both nurses. So we've like learned about it in in nursing school and stuff. But frankly, I've never, as far as I know, knowing now, I probably have met people with alopecia. But as far as I knew, I didn't think I'd ever met anyone with alopecia. Yeah. And so, you know, getting that diagnosis was pretty hard. You know, there all there are a lot of fears that come up in your head when you get something like that from the doctor. And so, but that was Absolutely. that was when we found out she was one. What was the time frame of her losing her hair? Like, was it pretty quick? So her, not really. Well, okay, it's hard to say. Because she started losing it. And then my husband, you know, thinking he could help it grow back, he actually shaved it off. Yeah. And so <laughs> between the time she started losing it and my husband shaving it off, uh, like, you know, <laughs> three months or so maybe. Yeah. But if we would have let that, like, you know, naturally fall out, it's really hard to say. Right. Um, absolutely. 
But yeah, it was just after he shaved it off. It was months after that, maybe a month or two. We were like, okay, this is still really smooth. Like it's not growing right. back. Back. Right. Mm. So is she officially diagnosed with universalis then? Well, so now she has her eyelashes and her eyebrows. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, no eyebrows. I'm sorry. Her eyelashes she does have. Currently, though, they're starting to fall out again. So she has on both eyes, she has half eyelashes on both. She's not have any eyebrows, but it's interesting because a couple months ago, she had one eyebrow that was growing back and it was growing back white, which oh, I've wow. actually heard now from other people that that, that happens. Yeah, that's um, but now, to mine. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, and you're not the first person that I've heard that from now. It's not growing back anymore. So, it, you know, it just kind of goes back and forth. You know how it is. It's just so unpredictable. Absolutely. It's interesting though, because my husband and I saw that her eyelashes were falling out and we hadn't really said anything to her. You know, we were just kind of waiting to see if she would notice or how she felt about it. And um, my husband said she was looking in the mirror and she said, oh, my eyelashes are falling out. And my husband, Jason, he was like, how do you feel about that? And she was like, that's okay. And then just like walked (laughs) off, like nothing even happened. It was like one of those, you know, you hold your breath for a second and you're just like, oh gosh, like how is what is she going to say? And then she's like, whatever. And yeah. then just walked off. So that was, that was an interesting, interesting That's reaction. such an awesome response. And I mean, yeah. kids are so amazing, right? Yes. Like, oh, they're they so just, resilient. Yeah. They just take it. And- Every mom just starts with that where it's like, oh, my kid realizes it. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> let's go yeah. do, let's go do something else. Like, let's go do, well, let's go play. <laughs> And it's funny with other kids too, like one of our really good friends, they have a son and we've played with them so many times and he's a couple of years younger than her, but it wasn't until like, I think maybe last year, a few months ago, he just looked at her and he goes, Charlie, why don't you have hair? When like this entire time, yeah, she right. had no hair. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then she told him, you know, she had alopecia and he's like, okay, whatever, like moving on. Uh, that so. is so funny. Just never noticed and then went, wait a yeah, minute. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that is too cute. Talking about school though, I'm going to skip to that question. Sure. So she's five, five and a half now. Has she dealt with anybody like making fun of her or picking at her not having hair? So we've actually had a really fortunate experience with her alopecia. I mean, we've had, you know, a couple comments on the playground here and there, but as far as school goes, we had parent-teacher conferences and our teacher actually said, she's basically prom queen over there. It sounds like, (laughs) honestly, Like the kids look up to her, they follow her around. You know, my husband volunteered at one of their volunteer days and he said she literally has a circle of children who just follow her and like she runs the show over there. We've had a really fortunate, you know, we realized we're blessed. We were able to find a school that was more open to diversity. She goes to like a Waldorf school. So when we toured their school, they do really cool things like celebrate holidays of different cultures and stuff and so they really try to include everyone's culture into their curriculum and before she went to school we um, sent a letter to the teacher to send out to all the parents we have like a two-minute video about charlie's story on alopecia and we attached that in there as well yeah we watched that oh good we did and so (laughs) before she even started kids knew 
that someone in their class was going to have alopecia. And it really opened up that conversation with families for the kids to ask questions and for the parents to answer them. And then her teacher, Charlie's been featured like in a couple books. And so her teacher read the kids those books before she showed up. So, you know, and I I understand this is not everyone's experience. And it's really unfortunate that it's not, honestly. And we are very blessed that we were, you know, have the resources to find a school like this. I can really understand that this is not everyone's experience. However, we've really had a great experience in that way. You know, I pulled up to pick up Charlie one time and there were two little girls on the swings and one little girl was new. And I heard her friend say to the new little girl, as Charlie was running away, she said, that's Charlie. She doesn't have hair. She has alopecia. And then just like kept swinging. And so it's like, it's almost like that education wasn't just from Charlie now it's being passed from like child to child which is really cool to see that was a really cool moment to see that's and like Charlie was even unaware that that happened you know like it wasn't behind her back making fun of her it was behind her back informing another like five-year-old child about why she looks that way that is huge yeah Yeah, I love that the whole thing like I know you're trying to like say like it's not everybody's experience but it's so good to hear the happy stories too right like yeah we have so much bullying and so much going on that's horrible that it's so truly nice to hear like good experiences right yeah yeah no for sure and and you know we're we're not ignorant to the fact that it won't happen it will happen even at the school you know one day she'll come home someone's gonna say something to her whether you know she made them mad or you know it will happen we definitely understand that and we're just trying to you know prepare ourselves for that as much as you can I mean can you really you know like absolutely do you talk to her about that are you like hey this could happen or do you are you waiting until it does we haven't really we probably will she gets a little older you know it was her first year at school so we there are a lot of challenges in that and of itself already and since that hasn't really come up we haven't really talked about it but we will when we feel like the timing is right I don't know fortunate or like lucky I don't know what the word is for it but the fact that she got alopecia at such a young age I think change the trajectory for how this whole story is going to be told yeah and to be completely honest my husband and I are terrified of her hair coming back yeah it sounds strange it almost sounds like oh it doesn't we get it we get it that roller coaster right like you know if it came back and then it's like what if it leaves again right right yeah. And then, yeah, because she could get used to having all her hair yeah. back and then it goes again. So I completely understand that. Yeah. Right. And I think if it weren't so that it goes up and down, like Kristen said, like a roller coaster, would be like, oh, it's back. Sweet. Yep. But that's not how it goes. And so my husband and I are really focusing as much as we can on her accepting being bald. So, you know, we haven't done wigs. We haven't even done much research into treatment. And, you know, every family is different. Everyone's journey is different. But for us, this is what we have decided until she gets a little bit older. We're we're just not interested in treatment. Yeah, absolutely. You get all those messages on Instagram that (laughs) don't get me started on those messages. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Like, I wasn't asking for an opinion, (laughs) nor are you a doctor. Right. Let's just, you know. Just somebody trying to make a buck half the time. Totally. (laughs) Totally. With their miracle shampoo. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, yeah. Get back to me and let me know how that worked for you. Right. Like, why um, is it? Why isn't this in the news? Why isn't anybody yeah. talking about this? <laughs> you just have this miracle and nobody knows. I know. I know. <laughs> it reminds me of like, you know, those old school, um, like 
commercials of people with the spray and yep. all of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we haven't gone into treatment at all, nor are we interested, you know, yes. when she gets a little bit older and is able to verbalize things we can, you know, I think I'd be more open to wigs at this age because she yeah. is getting a little older. However, she's not interested. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's got a couple and she's just like, this is just so itchy. It's so hot. Like she'll play with them every now and again, but she doesn't seem to even be interested in that herself. I'm not going to put anything on her that she herself does not want for herself. That's Great. the way to do it. Yeah. One of the moms said, oh, this is my favorite thing that one of the moms said. She said, we don't mourn the loss, like the hair loss, and we don't celebrate the hair growth. It just is what it is. Because yeah. like, it's just, oh, you have hair loss. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it goes. And that's what it is. Like we can't. change that process and I'm like oh that almost sets you up to know it could fall out again it could come back and then just to keep going like don't focus Mm -hmm. on it and I'm like ooh, that's good because I should tell myself that (laughs) like every day (laughs) like it is what it is it's gonna come yeah I know I love that so I know we have like a million questions. You're so easy oh, to yeah. talk to. Oh, rambling on. Um, so go ahead. Oh, I, girl, I can talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so can we. Right, right. So what was the biggest hurdle for you personally to overcome? And as well, Charlie's biggest hurdle with the hair loss. So for us, my husband and I, we were talking about this. And I think the hardest part for us was, okay, so she was diagnosed and there's this like, will it grow back? Will it not? What is it going to do? Like looking at her head, you know, just kind of like what's going to happen. So the hardest part for us was the acceptance that this is what it is. She doesn't have hair. We don't know what's going to happen. But the thing with acceptance for me is once you accept the way that things are, that's when you get the power at that point to set your narrative. Yeah. Right. Like once you accept that she's not going to grow back hair, it's like, okay, we are the people that are going to set the first story for Charlie. Are we going to have it be positive or are we going to have it be this like wallowing and sadness and, you know, nervousness about what's going to happen. And so kind of going back to what I said before, how lucky we are that it happened early. Yeah. We had we had the capability and the power to set that for her. So Absolutely. once we accepted that's the way it was going to be, it's like, okay, we're going to like hit overdrive almost on like what we're going to do. And that's when I really started reaching out to like resources and other people with alopecia and trying to make her exposed as much as possible yeah. to people with alopecia. So I think that was the hardest part for us. For her, you know, I think that kind of day to day, honestly, some days I can tell she's like, like the eyelash thing, you know, sweet, whatever, moving on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But some days, you know, and I think it's normal. She'll say things like, oh, I wish I had hair. I wish my sister had alopecia or I wish my brother had alopecia. Yeah. So I get that. And I think that those, you know, days were, and we all have that. I mean, there's certain days I'm like, God wish I looked different today. And it's totally normal for all of us to have those kinds of thoughts. So for her, I don't think there's been like one large thing, but mainly just, you know, certain times where she just doesn't like the way that she looks in that way. Absolutely. There's not many people by me that have alopecia, like where I live. So I can't go and hang out with people that have alopecia and feel like I'm in a community, like it's only online for me. So I feel like it would be like that for kids too, where it's like, oh, they can see, you know, other kids on the screen and go on Zoom meetings and stuff. But like, if it's not in person, it's hard to feel like you're part of it sometimes just because you're not in person with a person with alopecia. So, oh yeah, no, totally. And like, 
you know, I reached out to a lot of people on Instagram and then we became part of the children's alopecia project. So she was able to see people in person that had alopecia. And then I ended up being one of the leaders of the Northern California group ever since having three kids kind of took that little hiatus from (laughs) that. Um, That's understandable. (laughs) Yeah. But the last time we were there, it was cool because there were these twins that came and one of them had alopecia and one did not. And they had never, they live kind of in more rural area. And so they drove out to our event and the girl who had alopecia was just like smiling at everyone there and just kind of looking around. And then her twin sister actually was the one that was like, oh my gosh, she has alopecia. Oh my gosh, you have alopecia. And was like, just like, so like stunned at seeing this. And, but I do think that there's a lot to be said about that, you know, seeing someone where you can like, you know, hug them and talk to them in person it is different than online you know we are very fortunate to have the online resources that we have charlie was also part of like christy valdeseri's dance group yeah and she had a letter sent to her by Lindsay walter the runner very cool yeah so yeah so that's super cool so like there has been a lot of those things and it's funny because i like overexposed her because yeah. sometimes I'm like Charlie look at this person in the target ad she's bald she's alopecia she's like okay that's cool like <laughs> right <laughs> one of the funniest things one of the moms said I think it was Jenna Emerson's mom she oh, uh-huh. <laughs> she said she said basically the same thing where she's like you know my kids they see bald people all the time my husband my daughter and we're on zooms with balteraj and then we're in the real world and they're like hey we're all the bald people <laughs> and I just cracked up because I'm like but true because I want to know that too when I walk out like hey anybody here bald? Anybody bald? Yeah. <laughs> anyone with <Yeah>. alopecia <laughs> oh that's too funny because so I understand overexposing because then she's probably like hey wait we're all the bald people in person yeah. though <laughs> Where are the people from those groups that I went to all yep. the time? So has she asked you the question, why don't I have hair? How- uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know, I think we've just, again, with the overexposure, yeah. <laughs> I think we've talked to her so much about it that, like, ever since she was, like, you know, born after she was diagnosed, obviously, that I don't think she has that question anymore. Right. Yeah. She hasn't asked me that. She, If anything, she's telling other people why that she has alopecia yeah yeah exactly that's awesome she hasn't though. gotten into like the scientific part of it and we right. haven't either i'm sure she Nobody will at wants some to. point yeah. yeah yeah right it's a little boring the scientific <laughs> yeah. part of it here charlie i've made you a powerpoint presentation <laughs> i've waited over. three years for this <laughs> just goes over genes and heritage yeah. and everything she's like okay <laughs> Got DNA sequencing so, yeah. in there. You're like, yeah, where's that target ad that you were talking about? <laughs> oh man, yeah. We, I mean, we get it though, and it's so cool to see kids want to educate their friends yeah. and other people that they meet about alopecia. I think it's just crazy to me because I was never a kid with alopecia. I've been an adult with alopecia. I've never had the experience of being like, hey. I have alopecia <laughs> because I think I'm just like, mm, go away. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Yeah, right. Well, it's funny because, and I, through this experience, honestly, I've really learned we have more to learn from children than oh I think gosh, most people yeah. know. Oh like, my God. They, out of everyone that said something inappropriate or done something inappropriate, it's not the kids. Yep. It's not the no. kids. Absolutely. It's the, the adults who like have no boundaries yep. and should. 
Absolutely. So like, you know, it happens all the time, as you can imagine, we'll be on the playground and a kid will go up to Charlie and like, literally, like get this close to her face. <laughs> just be like, hey, <laughs> I want to know something. Oh, yeah. I, I got a question for you. And they'll just be like, why are you bald? And she'll say, I have alopecia. And so that means I can't grow hair. And then the last time this happened, that's exactly what happened. And the kid just goes, my favorite color is blue. <laughs> Just don't care anymore. <laughs> I know, and we're just like, all right, all right. And then they just ended up playing. And so it just shows that, like, you know, kids are not scared of something different. Adults right, no. are scared of things that are yep. different. And not and teaching your kids about differences, I feel like then that kid growing up won't know how to ask the right questions. or Because I totally. feel like adults, majority of the time, ask weird and inappropriate questions because they'll just go straight to do you have cancer or yeah oh i you know i'll pay for your stuff and you're sitting there like huh (laughs) like why are you paying for my stuff (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna say no (laughs) we'll not say no but also i'm not sick like i just yeah i'm just balding (laughs) yeah no i agree there's been a lot yeah a lot of like absolutely questions like that yeah, completely. Have you so. dealt with adults saying any like weird questions or inappropriate questions? Mainly the ones that you just mentioned. Like, yeah. it's like kind of an awkward moment when an oh, adult yeah. comes up to me and says something like, "I've been through my own challenges myself," oh, and I'm oh, just no. like, "Oh my gosh! Like, where do I go from here?" <laughs> you know, it's just really, really awkward. And because yep. you know, like, I feel for that person that that person's oh, yeah. gone through a lot. So I'm not trying to like downplay, it, but I also am like, well, this. It's not the you same know, thing. You get the right. robot arms. Like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't really know what to say here. So, yep. you know, that does happen quite often. Does she notice that that, that happens when adults say it? Or do the adults kind of wait for your, your kids not to be there or your daughter not to be there? Oh, they do not wait. <laughs> um, of course not. Oh, my God. Nobody has yeah. any boundaries anymore, do they? No, no, they don't. <laughs> they do not wait. And sometimes they'll say to her, like, are you going through, you know, and it's oh just like, my oh my gosh. gosh, she knows what cancer is and she knows that it's, you're sick. And because you're sick, you lose your hair. Like she doesn't understand the chemo part and all that. Right. But so I think she understands that there's like this differentiation between someone who's sick and someone who has alopecia. Yeah. But like, obviously she doesn't know how to respond to that. Exactly. I wouldn't know how right. to respond to that, you know? <laughs> so she, she usually just, does like you like the head nod or just like the look at me like save me <laughs> yeah mom get this weird person out of here yeah yeah <laughs> oh man that that's oh, something that's... else adults are something <laughs> yeah, they really are i feel like that's yeah. one of the biggest topics of discussion between everybody with alopecia is like what has been said i know there's a trend with people with alopecia <laughs> on instagram right now where they're like dancing to that techno song of like all the crazy things people ask them because they oh, have a bald head oh it's too funny and they're just like dancing around these questions (laughs) but it's like how do you respond to half of these questions because it's just like I don't want to get into a deep discussion about something that I can't relate to like cancer and all that but like half the time people won't understand what you're trying to tell them and they'll still think you're sick if they don't know what alopecia is and you're like never mind (laughs) yeah I I I gotta get out of here you know it's hard because I I have days where it's like, okay, I have the energy and the want to educate, 
but then you know sometimes I just want to go to Trader Joe's yeah I just want to get my cereal and I just want to leave you know it kind of just depends on the day and I think Charlie's gonna have to figure out where she is in that process as well it just depends on the day and what was said and you know the context of it but it is awkward it really is but you know I can also see like people with cancer who have lost their hair having feeling like they have a connection with someone in that way I feel like that's a little bit different though because yes I did a market a couple weeks ago and someone with cancer I had a head wrap on and someone with cancer came up to me and was talking to me about their cancer and I said I don't have cancer but I have alopecia they're like oh but you understand losing your hair I'm like yeah completely I went through all of that and we started talking about that so I think that's different than just someone coming up to you without totally just saying you have cancer yeah (laughs) I can't even imagine saying that to someone I know I know me either oh my gosh it blows my mind that people actually do that (laughs) I know I know like no connection there just complete curiosity yep I will say that during that market I did see someone with alopecia and I look I looked at my fiance because she was walking the opposite way and I'm like no and he he looked at me and I'm like I have to go talk to her and he's like all right so (laughs) I left him and I ran up to her I had like a little keychain that I made that said alopecia on it and I ran up to her and I was like hi and she's like what the heck (laughs) I literally just went up to her and I was like hi (laughs) and she just looked at me like what's up and I I think she expected me because I I think I did I have a wig on I can't even remember but she just kind of looked at me I think expecting the cancer thing and I said do you have alopecia and she's like yeah and I'm like me too here's a keychain (laughs) I'm like you could stop by my tent if you want to we could talk and she's like okay Did she, did she come by? Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, but if she didn't, I would be like, oh, no, I just terrified I that too person. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I literally ran up to her and was just like, hey. <laughs> I didn't even, oh, man, it was just too funny. We were out like a couple weekends ago and there's this woman who came by and Charlie was like doing something on the other side. And she was like, who's the parents of this bald child over here? And my friends were like, um, they are. And I was like, that's me. And I, like, I was like, what? And then she took her wig off and she was like, I have alopecia too. We had Charlie meet her and that was yeah. actually a cool experience. It is cool when you meet someone else. And, Absolutely. You know, and I think you just get so excited too. That you I, that's why I was so awkward. Like- I think that's why I was so awkward. Cause I'm like, I don't even think I noticed her. I think my fiance did. And he's like, Hey, Hey, bald woman and I'm like oh my god <laughs> and I'm like yeah literally like gotta go and, or gotta blast like Jimmy Neutron <laughs> I, I literally just like ran to her I was pushing people I was like excuse me gotta get to the bald woman oh it was just it was weird because after that I went back to the tent and I was like oh I was a little awkward I <laughs> I I'm better at this I'm better at being social and I was very weird during that whole interaction <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's so exciting, though. Absolutely. To, like, feel like you see someone else with alopecia. So I get it. 100%. Yeah, it was too funny, though, because I was like, I've never seen a bald person in the wild, though. So I think that's why I I was so excited. Well, at least you went up to her page, because honestly, I just saw a bald teenager at 7-Eleven, and I had a wig on. There was, like, so many people in between us, and I was like, 
I don't want to make her feel strange. It, exactly. And then, um, and do you want to whip off your wig right in Seven Eleven? No, like, I'm carrying exactly. Slurpees. How exactly. am I supposed to do that? <laughs> hey, you want to grab it for me? <laughs> yeah. Can you just pull this up? She's gonna be like, get away from me. Yeah. And I then a little imagine. kid, a little kid behind her was like, "See, mom, if you cut my hair any shorter, that's what I'll look like." And I was like. Uh, <gasps> What oh the? no! So I was like, oh, now I can't you, like, go heard, like, the, at the all. Screech, the screech of the record. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> God, see, that's what I'm talking about, though. Because sometimes when I do have a way, I'm like in line at Meyer's. Right. Do so I really just want to be like, hey? <laughs> I guess I guess that would be kind of funny for people to just be like, um, <laughs> what is this woman doing? Oh man, yeah, I'm hoping funny. to see her again, like maybe on right. the street. Because I was like, this is a Seven Eleven by my house. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully. You'll I won't see her in the wild her. somewhere. In the wild, yeah. in the wild somewhere. <laughs> What's funny is you're a little hesitant at first though, because I was at the market too. She was alone. She wasn't with anyone, so I think that's why I was like, ooh, I want to go up to her. But I was hesitant. I'm like, why do I feel so weird? I'm I have alopecia too. Like that's going to lessen weird. the oh almost to say I have alopecia too. But I don't know. I there was someone at Joanne's too the other day, and I'm like, oh, do I really want to take my wig off in Joanne's? But yeah, that's too funny. So the next question that we're gonna ask you is, what has been the best resource for you during Charlie's journey and her? Gosh, I guess. there's been a couple. So Baltarash for sure. I think it's cool in a lot of ways. I mean, the dance class was really fun. Charlie really liked it seeing other girls. I mean, Christy's amazing. Yeah. She's just freaking amazing. Like Mm -hmm. her energy and her positivity and, you know, there's no one else like her. I truly just love the work that she's doing. And, you know, that really helped us. As far as like online resources, that was best for us. The other one is Children's Alopecia Project really was great. CAP is what they call it, for the in-person stuff. And CAP's all over the nation. I was just going to ask that. Is that all over? (laughs) It is. I mean, it's not in every single city. It tends to be like in bigger cities. But yeah, I mean, I would get on their website and see if there's anything that's helpful. When parents ask me about, you know, is there anything out there? That's usually what I tell them, you know, because they have, there's a lot of alopecia resources, but that one's specifically for kids. Yeah. Those two have probably been the best ones for us. And there's a lot of books out there that are great too for kids, which have been helpful as well. Books are the best. I literally, during this whole series, I have been buying alopecia books. Every mom has literally talked about alopecia books and I'm like okay add to cart add to cart <laughs> and I have like right here is like my whole little alopecia <laughs> it's like all oh, nice <laughs> yeah right so I have like all the little kid books and everything now because I'm like oh I, I gotta support my alopecians but also ever want to talk at a school I want to have stuff to take and talk about so yeah that's totally cool. yeah for Charlie before Charlie started kindergarten I donated a bunch of stuff to them too so that they had them and that's you awesome. Know. So they could read them in years yeah, and yeah. years. Yeah, right. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And then, go ahead, Kristen. I know that we have a couple more questions. All right. So what has been your biggest triumph that Charlie's accomplished when it comes to hair loss? I don't know if this is necessary specifically to hair loss, but I think that my biggest triumph with Charlie is, like, her freaking confidence mm-hmm. is insane to me. Thinking of how I was when I was five, I wasn't even, like, close to the amount of confidence <laughs> that Charlie has and I had hair you know right. like I've seen her 
stand up for other kids, which is wild to me. That's incredible. Because it's like to put yourself out there, you know, knowing that you look different yourself to go up against someone else for picking on your cousin or, you know, your friend at the playground is kind of crazy. There was a girl that was, you know, not being very nice to her cousin. And, and my cousin told me this, I guess she said this, she was stealing his stuff from, and I guess Charlie, like my cousin was about to interfere. And I guess Charlie got in front of him and she goes, you're rude. (laughs) (laughs) And she said something like, you're not being very nice. And then she looked over (laughs) her cousin and said like, are you okay? And just to be able to like, you know, stand up for somebody and absolutely when for yourself, you know, that's hard just for anybody. I've noticed time and time again with kids, people with differences, I've noticed that they're more empathetic. They care more about people just in general. Like I noticed that a lot of kids with alopecia too are just good friends. Like they actually care about the the people and the kids that they're friends with and they stand up for bully, like with bullying and everything. And to see that is so incredible because I feel like there's not enough of it. A lot of kids with differences too that don't really have the voice to stand up to them. There's other kids that with differences that are just going to bulldoze through the door and be like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. it, which seems like Charlie is one of them yeah. that's going to stand yes. up for other kids. So I think that's so incredible. And I think it's because they're different. I think it, yeah. they just learn that empathy and they just have big hearts, I've noticed. So. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think it gives them a different lens than other kids don't have. Yeah. And, you know, I know alopecia can be challenging, but there's also some bright sides of having alopecia. And I think that's one of them is, you know, they're just going to have a completely different experience than us. And my husband and I always talk about how Charlie is probably going to turn out to be a stronger person than either of us are because of what, you know, she's going to go through. And yeah, she's so empathetic. And, she, you know, she saw an older man with like a walker walking across the street. And she said something like, this makes me really sad to see this. And she just, her heart is just so big. And yeah, yeah that's not something you can learn. That's just Absolutely. something that, yeah, that's part of her. And, you know, at the playground after that whole thing happened, that girl was then like, can I be friends with you guys? And she was like, sure, you know, come on in. But so it was almost like Aww. setting a boundary, but yep. we're going to accept that's awesome. You. Man, yeah. adults need to do better with that. I know. <laughs> That's hard for me to do. Like if someone says something and then I'm and somebody says, Can I actually be your friend? I'd be like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving a round of applause to Charlie for that one because oh my yeah. gosh, that's that's something else. That will change the world though. Yeah. Like for stuff sure. like that will for sure change the world and yeah. to be a kinder place. So what are you looking forward to for the future for Charlie? Oh man. Like everything, really. I mean, like she surprises me every day. She teaches me every single day. Ever since she was a little girl, we've always said she's an old soul because she is. You know, she does things like reminds us on trash day to take the trash out. (laughs) And then last night, she's like, did you take your medication? Like before bed, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, like I truly, and I know a lot of parents say this and, you know, it's just a feeling we have, but I truly think that she's going to make a huge difference. I really Absolutely. do. She just has like such a golden heart. She's just so incredible. She's so smart. She has a lot of goals. You know, I think that she says that she wants to be a fashion designer. She loves like fashion and clothes and stuff. And she's just really optimistic. And I'm, 
really excited to see what kind of impact she has, especially with social media. You know, I, I have, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me with, with social media, especially being a mom of three kids. There's really, really great things, but there's also some really dark things that can get you really caught up in all that. And so I'm curious with Charlie, as she grows up in her generation and having social media be such a big thing, I'm hoping that she can use, you know, her talent or her looks or, you know, just who she is for like a positive outcome out of that. Absolutely. And I feel like this generation of kids, though, that have alopecia, because a lot of the moms we've talked to has been the range of like four, five, six they're just resilient. They're resilient yes. and they're big personalities. Just hearing all of the moms talk about all of their kids just going to change the world, we're excited to see it because it's yeah. like we didn't get that chance. We're trying now as older adults, but like these kids are something else. Like these yeah. little alopecians are truly just something else. Yeah. I Hold mean, they're forced to be reckoned with for they're sure. not kidding. Oh for my sure. gosh. If she's going to have alopecia, this is a great generation for yep. her to have alopecia. You know, there's like so much uptake on, uptake on embracing differences. And Inclusivity. And, yeah. 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 You know, this is a great time for her to make that difference. For I sure. agree. I mean, look at how the world is and the Gen Z and the younger generations are just like, we're going in. <laughs> like, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. And, and we're not leaving. And it's just. Yeah. So incredible to see just how inclusive that generation is and how much they care for each other and how they're just trying to change the world to be a better and kinder place. It's really cool to see because I feel like, you know, we're, are you a millennial? I'm assuming. (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Us too. So just seeing how, you know, what we were given and then what Gen Z were given and how they're just like, hey, we're going to completely change this because yeah nothing has been done and we're gonna make it a better place and a happier place and i don't know it's it's pretty cool to see okay our last question but the best question <laughs> and maybe the toughest i don't know what is one piece of advice you would give parents child is just beginning the tough stages of hair loss or kind of like regressing in their journey a bit I think what I would say is find your community. It's really easy to feel isolated because it's not talked about a lot. You know, I've, gosh, how old am I? I'm 34. And I have not met many people with alopecia at all until I started, you know, having Charlie go to these groups and stuff. I think reaching out to people, finding a community, finding your groups, getting them involved, get that exposure in, I think is huge. Um, You know, when Charlie first started having alopecia, I would bring up people on Instagram all the time. Like, look, this person's a model. This person's a runner. This person made a difference in this way. And just seeing that there are other people out there who have alopecia and you're not alone. Um, I think another piece of advice I would give is, you know, within talking to people in the community, a lot of the people who said they have the hardest time were when their parents tried to hide it. So like force them to wear a wig or like force them to say that they were something else. I don't want Charlie to feel shame for having alopecia. You know, it's something that you can accept. And like I said, once you accept it, you can create that narrative, create a positive one. And, you know, kids are resilient. And I think that those are my, I know you said one, but I think those are my two (laughs) biggest pieces of advice. I, I completely agree. Cause sometimes you feel, and you can't get away with it sometimes with alopecia, 
you feel like it's your fault. There's so many people that we've talked to is like, what did I do wrong? Did, is this the cause of it? Because I did this or I did this. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. it's not what you did. It's just your body. Like it works a different way than other people's bodies. And mm. it's heartbreaking to know that a lot of people think it's their fault and blame themselves for it and think that they can fix it and change it and it's or even the people that come on to your like and message you and it's just like have you changed your diet and it's just oh like, my gosh oh my god like, I know I just punch these right. people because I'm just like it's not because of my diet no like, I know alone I think that's so important is just to and I've noticed with all the moms too they let their kid steer like mm-hmm. they they follow their kid and what they want to do. And if you want to wear wigs, wear wigs. If when you're old enough to make the decision, if you want to try treatment, okay, we'll talk about that then. But like, I've noticed that parenting now is so much different than it was back then. Being who you want to be and how you want to do it. Okay, we'll follow your lead because you want to figure this out your way. And I think that is so huge to sculpting a person to love themselves more um totally i just feel like with social media it can be hard and you can compare yourself to others and all that stuff so it's really cool to see all the moms and the parents now that have little ones that are like we're gonna go with what our kids want to do because we don't want to pressure them to do anything to think that they're doing something wrong or they have to be a certain way so right it's, it's really cool to hear all of the moms, especially you too, to just, you're just being a great mom, you know? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Like, that's just, that's the way to do it. And it it warms our hearts completely. Yeah. When you talk about the positive narrative thing, like we get to decide the narrative. I was just like, holy shit. That's so what we need. You get to choose the narrative, positive or negative. Right. Yeah. Because you're right. The first lessons you learn are from your parents and and, because you live with them, you live with your siblings and your parents and you grow with your family. So that's awesome. And we can't thank you enough for being here because. Oh, thank you. Your your episode is going to be incredible. And we want to tell you, too, there's been a couple of moms that have told us that your account has helped them with their. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That makes me really. That makes me want to cry. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like, absolutely. That's really, cause that's really, you know, what we, that's what we've been trying to do. And I don't know if you do follow us, but like everything that we post is genuine. None of it is scripted or right. filtered. It's, it's just life. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it yeah, just exactly. is what it is. And believe me, my daughter just sharded tiling all over my leg. <laughs> She's sick. <laughs> and we just like, oh, it, is no. all, it is what it is at this yep. house. absolutely none of it is fake so we just can't thank you enough and then obviously you guys know the drill too do (laughs) chick bits bits. (laughs) at the end of every episode and obviously they are mom themed so the chick bit this time is an emperor penguin mom will leave her egg with the father and travel up to 50 miles to hunt for food and bring it back to regurgitate for their hatchling that is a that is a journey that's dedication why are we not sending the father? Like, <laughs> right? Like, she's that the one that question. gave birth to the babies. Yeah. But he gets now to she, just chill. He's gotta go travel 50 miles? What is this? What is this? I don't like it. I don't like the rules of it. <laughs> Who made these rules? <laughs> 
But you guys know the drill. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at thosebaldchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which you will be able to find in this episode description. Until next time, guys, bald peck out.